it only feels like a knife to the heart every time that guy delivers a pitch as a Cardinal fan. So let's talk about these four series. Actually, before we do that, let me take a quick second uh, to mention the passing of Tim Wakefield, uh, uh, Red Sox starter who uh, made hay of the Cardinals in 04. Uh, That's how we know him directly. But, you know, uh, probably the preeminent knuckleballer of his day in a long you know, in a long and storied history in the sport of usually one or a few guys, you know, the Charlie Huffs of the world that pitches till he's 112 and, you know, Phil Necro, a Hall of Famer who probably is the most successful knuckleballer of all time. Uh, but Wakefield, a very solid career and uh, unfortunately passes away at the young age of 57. Uh, and it just reminds you that, you know, it's a sport played by humans and, uh, you know, a lot of sadness in the Boston area. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was part of their broadcast, their radio broadcast. So, that sounds right, uh, yeah. you know, really hits home even for the young fans who maybe didn't get to watch him pitch, you know, when they started their great run in the, uh, you know, start with the uh, the series coming back 0-3 against the Yanks to finally erase the curse. Yeah, uh, I think uh, they had reported that he had brain cancer as well. Definitely just really sad for him and his family. Uh, tough uh, final year, uh, year or two, I'm sure, for him, uh, however long it was. I don't know a ton of details on, on the situation and everything, but... Um, you know, his career, uh, you know, started the year after I was born was when he was a rookie uh, in 92. Uh, but so most of his career, and especially the, the big, meaningful chunks in Boston where he really uh, rose to prominence and everything, was really at, at the height of my uh, uh, my coming of my baseball coming of age kind of a thing uh, when I really fell in love with the game. So, you know, seeing a pitcher like Tim Wakefield um, who throws differently than everyone else, you know, as a, as a teenager is just so intriguing um, and fun. Um, And I know that, you know, he didn't throw a knuckleball because he thought it'd be fun and would get people interested in baseball, but that that was the effect that it had on me and uh, really made me love the sport and enjoyed watching him pitch, even if it did come at the cost of the Cardinals at some points. Um, it was always fun, fun seeing him. And then, you know, as uh, people coming after him, like R.A. Dickey uh, with the knuckleball as well and um, keeping that mm-hmm. alive. So uh, I think he... Yeah really was an important figure in baseball history as a whole, uh, particularly in the Boston area, like you mentioned. Um, and also like in, in playoff series, just from like a, a baseball strategy perspective, really interesting and, and what a, a tool, um, 
and what a weapon to have in your team being able to have someone who throws a knuckleball and uh, less arm fatigue and you can go out multiple nights multiple innings uh, that other guys just can't do you know regular starters aren't going to be able to throw three innings for three nights in a row or something like that uh, three or four innings something like that so uh just great great player uh wasn't anyone who was going to knock your socks off watching but um definitely someone that just absolutely dumbfounded you sometimes with uh the way that he pitched and uh how creative it was fun to watch um definitely going to be missed uh in the baseball world I think he probably occupies a spot in the Hall of Very Good, like a lot of our favorite players over the years have. You know, when we when we talk about the legends of the sport, now obviously we got to watch Albert for, you know, arguably the ten, you know, the best ten first years of any player's career, literally ever, which is mind-boggling to think about. Um. But most of the players we love are just really good. Yeah. You know, we just we just said goodbye to Wayno, who won't even get an, any consideration for the Hall of Fame. Probably falls off the ballot in his first year of eligibility because he doesn't get five percent of the vote. And that's okay because he he his career is not enough to be considered a Hall of Fame pitcher. But he's a Hall of Fame Cardinal, Yep, and he's a Hall of Famer in our hearts, right? Even Yachty, if Yachty gets in, which he probably will because he's got a few unique stats and, you know, his his impact in the postseason and how feared he was. Yeah, a lot of intangible things about him that aren't going to show up on the back of the baseball card, baseball reference stat things that a lot of nerds are going to the most important defensive position. Yeah. So you put all that together and he probably gets in, but there will be plenty of people. There'll be plenty of articles written about how we're lowering the standard and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, shout out to, uh, Tim Wakefield's family, you know, our condolences, uh, you know, now he's on, you know, he's, he's in the bullpen up in heaven, uh, probably looking to get up and, uh, you know, come on in the fourth inning of a game that's getting away from his team, uh, and, you know, can pitch three or four solid innings with that funky pitch and maybe throw the other team off, let his team come back in a game. So, uh, just wanted to make sure we mentioned him. The only other piece of housekeeping in terms of just the general stuff going on around the sport, a couple of managers got fired right away at the end of the season. I don't think we mentioned them, uh, on our last pod and, um, and, uh, and then today, uh, we got the news that the GM of the Mets, I think Billy Epler's his name. Yep. He he resigned his position. I don't know if that was, you know, if he had a little help with that decision. Excuse me, Buck Showalter, Phil Nevin, Gabe Kapler probably represent three separate errors in the game. Showalter's probably a good 
15 or 20 years older than Nevin, who's probably a good 10 years older than Kapler, something like that is how it probably all works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three lost their job, you know, managing disappointing teams. I don't know that in any of the three cases it was actually a manager's fault, but when teams don't perform to expectation, that's what happens. So, yep. I'm sure there will be a few more. The coaching carousel has started up. The music is playing. Yeah, maybe. There might be another one or two before it's all said and done. I don't know if any of the four losers from this week uh, maybe up in Toronto. Don't know. Who is that? That's not Hyde. No, what's no, the guy's John name? John Schneider. John Schneider, that's right, yeah. Uh, actually... You know, I mean, the the most notable thing that about him was the whole thing with Barrios, and I thought he handled about as well as he could. Yeah. You know, and if you're doing what you're told, a lot of times that'll save a guy's job. So he's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you deflect off of your guys, uh, protect your <laughs> your uh, players, and take the heat for things. And yeah, you know, I think he'll be all right probably. Yeah, Skip was in the conversation. I don't know how seriously, but, you know, he's uh, he was a rookie this year, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, potential manager of the year candidate. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, in Tampa, uh, I don't think they're doing anything there. Um, and then who's the last, who was the last loser? Oh, uh, Craig council. Some people have been talking about him potentially, uh, opting out on his own. He, he's probably nailed on as long as he wants a job in Milwaukee, but, uh, you've got, uh, um, he apparently he's got a relationship with the Mets organization. Yes, because um, Stearns, who was the yeah. the GM with uh, with the Brewers, has moved over to replace Billy Epler with the Mets. So could right. conceive the Brewers finding a different direction as far as managers go since you're going to have a new GM, some new leadership in there uh, may want to go a different direction. So who knows? Yep, very possible. And we need to spend, you know, a solid 20 minutes or so talking about these four series starting on Saturday. Let's do it. Let's get into these real quick. Yeah, which one you want to kick it off with? I mean, let's just go in uh, uh, chronological order with what we're going to have first thing on Saturday. We got uh, Texas at Baltimore leading us off at at noon on Saturday. Going to be a whole afternoon full of baseball. Uh, don't know who's going to be going. We obviously had Montgomery and Eovaldi go for the Rangers, uh, so not sure who they're going to throw out there. Do uh, you have any ideas or seen anything as far as who's going to go for them? Or the I Orioles? Thought, uh, the Orioles is going to be um, Bradish, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about who they're going to throw out, but, I mean, they could set it up however they want with them having the bye. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with with matchups and things. I mean, I think Baltimore is going to go with Gibson, Bradish, and uh, uh, 
what's his name? Gray Rod, they call him. Grayson uh, Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those, I think those are their, you know, one, two, and three in whatever, whatever order. I think it's Bradish in game one, Rodriguez game two, Gibson game three, I think is what it is. Okay. Uh, and, I mean, honestly, you know, great story, great performances. You know, Monty probably was the most important player for the Rangers because you probably got a little bit more than you expected. Uh, so, you know, I mean, like you said, he he locked himself up for his future as a uh, major league starter. And it'll just be a matter of whoever, you know, whoever brings the biggest bag. But um, I, I just I like this young Orioles team. I do they too. Have, they have the two, you know, arguably the two biggest stars. I mean, in fairness, Corey Seager's won a World Series MVP. You know, it's not like Texas doesn't have plenty of stars. They got plenty of stars. Yep. But. The I only, feel like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I feel like between Adley, um, you know, I love me some Santander, uh, you know, obviously Mullins is, you know, those two, especially those two older guys have been around forever. And then you got the American League Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's it's a pretty good formula for success and it's you know it was shown in the regular season everybody's gonna talk about their lack of experience but the only way you get experience is by playing in these games Mm -hmm. and i i mean i you know i i expect that texas is going to try to make some noise and they could put a couple crooked number innings up but i think Baltimore's just young enough and just talented enough. And, you know, are they playing? In other words, are they in the same position as the Braves? You know, uh, basically, you know, very similar seasons in terms of their wire-to-wire dominance, right? Although I guess in the beginning of the season, Atlanta, you know, was looking up a little bit at a couple of the teams in the division, but not for long. And, uh, and, you know, so I just feel like the Orioles are as good as the Braves or the Dodgers or the Astros or whoever else you want to say, but they're, they're so fresh and they're so young and they're so, you know, we don't know who they are. You know, I, I mean, Gunner Gunner Henderson. Of course, I heard of him, and I knew he was supposed to be the man coming in. But how many Orioles games did I honestly watch this season? It's not like they're on every night. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the year, you look at what they did, and they're good. I mean, I, I learned about Rutschman at the All Star game, uh, and. That was when I was like, okay, this guy's the real. I mean, you know, of course they've been talking about me. He had a great season last year. They fell just short, and he was the sensation. And so you don't, you don't, 
take any of that lightly. But when you put your eyeballs on a kid like that and just watch, uh, I read something today where it said they just have this aura about him, both him and Henderson. And I agree with that. I, They're I just, just ball think players. That, yeah. I mean, they lost Bautista, so that, you know, that potentially uh, bodes well for Texas, but you've got... Um, you got Texas that has a brutal bullpen as well, so... Well, they. I mean, you can't... If, if the Orioles get to the Rangers' bullpen... It's tough. The Rangers got to yeah. put together it. You know they got to they got to put two games together where their starters are good enough, and they have enough starters to do that. Uh, and then they have to have a third game, which probably is in ba- in Baltimore, right? Game five. Uh, <sighs> You know, and, and who knows who they got left pitching. I, I I just don't see a, a scenario where they're able to get it done. I think Baltimore's just got too much um, on both sides of the ball and, of course, in the bullpen. You know, they got Flaherty they can bring out of the pen. Don't they have Tyler Wells, too? I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really difficult for Texas. It is. The, the, the kind of matchup – or storyline thing that I see with this series is going to be one, can Texas keep hitting? They obviously hit well against the Rays. Um, they've got a great, great lineup and everything, but offenses can go cold. Um, and then it's going to be if their starting pitchers can keep up with what they've been doing and keep consistent with that to keep their bullpen use low. Um, low enough to get them through and and sneak through a couple wins. So a combination of, you know, can you score enough runs to maybe you can get a blowout or something like that in one of the games, save your bullpen, something like that, Um, versus just being able to hold off in some other games versus the, like you said, uh, the, the O's getting into the Rangers' bullpen and maybe you claw back a game or two or something like that. Um, or or blow open a game uh, once you get into the bullpen. So I think that's the bullpen for the Rangers and starting pitching. Uh, of course, it always comes down to pitching. So the starting pitching as well, I think, for the Orioles, as good as they have been, they are – I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. They're like, I guess you would say, you know, they don't have the names on their team all around. They're not the they're unheralded playoff names, essentially. So can their pitchers put in solid performances consistently throughout an entire series? Uh, like we mentioned, Bradish has been so good uh, so far. Gibson's been much better than I think his career average probably has been. I would have to pull up more of the numbers on that, but just the, the vibe that I'm getting from that. But can they do that in the playoffs consistently over a whole series? Or are the Rangers going to be too hot that they're going to get to some of those pitchers and um, the Orioles aren't going to have enough uh, enough pitching, I should say? Because they do have some good pitching, but are they going to have enough? So it's going to be really interesting. I could really see this one going either way, but I think I've got to give the edge to the O's, at least yeah. for now. I just, I mean, I just don't, I just, I, I get it. I mean, all those things I get. I think it's a, 
It's like a 50.2 to a 49.8 is the, is the break uh, of the, you know, the odds or whatever on the series. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would, uh, I would put that at a little bit closer to 55, 45. And like you said, anything can happen. Uh, Baltimore hasn't hosted a playoff game in a decade, probably. Um, I guess it was those teams with, uh, uh, who was the center fielder? Not Jones. Um, yeah, it was Jones. Adam Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was probably the last time. So, hey, we'll see. They lost 110 games two years ago. So, to me, it just, it's it's baseball, baby. And, and they worked all season long to get this. They've got home field until they get to the World Series if they face the Braves. Right. Otherwise, they got home field throughout. I, uh, you know, I'm still I'm a believer until they give me a reason not to believe in them. Texas, I feel like they've been scrapping it. They've been, you know, putting it together. Uh, and they got obviously they got the managerial experience. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting to see this series. And I love how the MLB's got it starting out the slate because it's 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 kind of a big f you to college football. It's like, hey. We're the sport in October. I don't want to hear about USC and Oregon or whoever's playing. This is this is postseason baseball. So I'm ready for I'm ready for that to be game one. I like the Orioles. You like them too. Not much to argue about there. What about what's the next game up? Minnesota at Houston. We mentioned Verlander's uh, projected to be starting. Not sure what the Twins are going to be doing uh, for this one. You think probably Joe Ryan? Yeah, it's either going to be Ryan or uh, uh, who's the other guy they were talking about. Um, Ryan has not been as solid lately. So that's why um, some consideration uh, is being given to, let me see if I can pull this up right here in front of me. No, I'm not seeing it. Uh, but there's, they have uh, another guy that uh, they could potentially go with. What they, what this series comes down to is can Minnesota get a game in Houston? Uh, Verlander, Arguably, what, two, three, one in terms of the best pitcher the last 15 years? Oh, yeah. 12 years, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah he's he's in, the, he's on that top tier, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, him, Scherzer, you know, Kershaw, a couple other guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah worth Kershaw talking sure. about. But, but he's... He's he's a finalist for the award, you know. If you got three finalists or whatever, he's probably a finalist. So, what does he have though? Right, he's been dinged. 
he had a hell of a beginning of the year in New York. Um, although he didn't really pitch that poorly, I don't believe. Uh, so we'll no, see. Yeah, I mean, he had a three one five ERA for the Mets. Uh, I mean, a decent, decent right, season. No, nothing, no, nothing to write home about, but. No, not dominant, but, you know, that's kind of the whole Astros, though. They they didn't play that great at defense, especially in the second half. They, um, you know, their bullpen and their starting pitching was spotty at best. Uh, and they just kind of meandered their way to 90 games. They had some of their hitters were hurt at different times of the year. And, but they just kind of step on the field and it's Altuve. And I mean, they just, they just, they just have guys that have done it forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when Alex Bregman was a kid, He's not yeah. a kid anymore, right? He's not, no. And yeah. So basically you have, you know, the the grizzled vets that have been there, done that, they know how to win versus the the hot up and comers that are on fire right now. What, oh, are, you, what some, are you thinking? Give me some Royce Lewis just taking Verland <laughs> deep, you know, second inning. Into the Crawford boxes, let's go. First inning. Just let's go. But, I mean, that's... A little train track job? Yeah, that's the game. That's, that's. I mean, they if they can get one of the two, and I, I kind of like their chances a little bit better in game one. Houston's been off for a few days. You know, Minnesota's in a little more of a groove. If they can sneak out game one, then who cares about game two? And then they got Lopez and Gray in three and four. And you do exactly what you just did to Toronto, and you win the series three to one. And now you're looking at the Orioles and probably the Orioles and the Rangers and saying, "Okay, who 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 wants some? It's yeah. time. It's time for the Twin Cities. Let's go." Well, and uh, also, I don't know how we haven't even mentioned this yet, but Carlos Correa back behind enemy lines, back or back. Uh, excuse me, back at the scene of the crime is what I meant to say. Um, back in Houston and everything. Where, where, uh, so, where he uh, where he proposed to his fiance? Yeah, after the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So he's gonna be feeling nice and comfy in, in Houston, probably hearing some booze here and oh, there. Yeah, but I, th- I, th- I mean, I think he's the kind of guy who feeds off of that, given the whole Astros scandal and how. He just, you know, showed up after that and and has just continued to perform. So I could see him having a big, big series. Maybe he knows what to say to the rest of the squad and um, has got a couple tips and tricks for them uh, against Verlander or just playing in Houston, whatever the case is. So, I mean, for me... I give me the Twins juice right now. I'm I'm feeling it right now. This I'm taking the Twins in six or six. It's a five gamer. I'll take the Twins in five. Okay, I like it. I like that. Um, I uh, the Twins did win the season series, which means probably nothing. But, <laughs> but it's you know when you're trying to make an argument, you throw out any stat that's in your favor. 
I am going to pick the Twins in four, and uh, but but if it's the Astros in three, I will not be one bit surprised. Yeah, it'll be my least favorite outcome. I mean, unless the Orioles just get destroyed, which I just don't think is really within the realm of possibility. I, the Astros sweeping would, you know, or maybe the Dodgers sweeping also. Neither of those are going to be fun for me as a Cardinals fan. No. But, you know, as we, and we all know why. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's the American League. And they got those two games. What time is the uh, the rain, uh, the uh, Twins game? Three o'clock. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that. Three forty-five Central. Three forty-five. So thankfully, with these four, they're not stacking them like they did with the last round, um, and like separating them by like, like forty-five have minutes. Staggered days and have all games in prime time, but maybe that just extends the post you know with the possibility of going through yeah. games it just extends the postseason too far into november but yeah a couple hours after that then at five o'clock central we're gonna be in atlanta with the phillies coming to town a little inter uh a second straight interdivision uh matchup for the Phillies. So we'll see uh, what they can do uh, on the road now against the Braves. They've already used their two big guns in Wheeler and Nola in the this first round. So it uh, should be interesting to see what they uh, what they do as far as the beginning of this series and how often and quickly they can get back to Wheeler and Nola because uh, I think they're going to need them against the Braves just with the team that the Braves are, how deep they are. If the Phillies stand any chance, you're going to need gems again for sure. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, you know, obviously they had to start those two big guns in the first two yeah. games uh, to secure that win. Uh, but you got to be the kings of the East before you can be the kings of baseball, right? So that makes sense. I don't like the fact that both these series in the National League are facing are are uh, featuring division rivals. I would have been happier if it would have been the cross division, you know, zone of play in the Braves and the Phillies, yeah. Dodgers. But that's not how baseball's set up. So is what it is. Um, I, you know, I think Spencer Strider's getting the ball in game one, right? Probably, yeah. If I was going to say him or Freed, but I think it's going to be Strider. Yeah, he's had the better season. If he comes in and dominates that lineup, which I will say. The Phillies are just loose enough as a group that I don't think they're going to be intimidated in any way. They were just in the show. You know, they were just all the way to the finals last year. Um, but the Braves got a little, little you know, want to taste a little of that revenge 
you know, they want some of that cold dish. So this is going to be fascinating. I mean, I think it's easily the most interesting and should be the best series of the four. I think it's going to go four or five, probably five, because I think, uh, you know, and then I, and then the Braves at home, game five, which would probably be Strider. Yeah. Uh, but it would probably be Strider uh, versus maybe Wheeler. I don't know what the, the rest days look like. Could he go two and five? I don't know. Um, can he even pitch in game two? So he pitched Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, he could pitch on Sunday, right? Easy. And, yeah, I would oh, think so, yeah. And here's something they were talking about in the wild card round that I guess I hadn't really paid attention to, but the Phillies have been going with six starters like for over a month. So Wheeler and Nola have had more rest. Yeah, just saving them up. Then they, smart. Yeah, then they typically would get. So I think it's going to come down to a game five in Atlanta. I forget what night that is next week, Thursday maybe or Friday. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and this is going to be a full, you know, heavyweight battle going full ten rounds, blood on the mat. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a knockdown, drag out. And honestly, looking at it, trying to predict what I think, I have no freaking clue. I mean, I could see this going either way. You've got, you know, phenomenal lineups on both sides. You've got phenomenal pitchers on both sides. I mean, you've got big boppers. You've got average. You've got speed. I mean, you have everything for both. I mean, I think for sure... Ronnie is going to absolutely show up and show out this uh, postseason, you know, after having um, his uh, ACL injury and everything. He's looking to, to make a statement now being in the postseason again. Um, so I could see him having a huge postseason. I could see um, a lot of the Phillies. I mean, name half of the Phillies lineup and they're going to have a big series. You're talking about Kyle Schwarber having that clutch gene, Bryce Harper having that clutch gene. I mean, I, I have no idea with this one, honestly. I mean, it's possible that, you know, Albies gets on Olsen comes up and hits a big fly. Boom. They're up to nothing. Right. And then the next inning, you know, Acuna doubles, and gets driven in by Riley. I mean, you know, anything can happen. Is Riley oh, yeah. not out? Is he? No, he's he's no. Um, and that's the thing. I don't think Atlanta's got a whole lot of. I don't know. I don't think they've had any significant injuries. They had injuries to their pitching staff all year. I know Albie's had a couple of times where he was a little banged up, but yeah, it's. I mean, I could also see Marcel Osuna, you know, striking out in a big situation. Uh, you know, like you said, Bryce Harper could hit four home runs in five games. Uh, any like, it's going to be incredible. And yeah, what time did you say it was? Six thirty, six thirty Central. 
7.30? No, 5, 5.07 Central. So 6 o'clock Eastern, right at dinner, right yep. after dinner. Uh, oh, man. That's going to be fun. And, I mean, uh, I think you just have to. I think you have to pick the Braves just based on their record, and just say, oh, "I guess they're going to win," uh, based on that. Because I don't know what else to go on. But they've also had, you know, that this rest since the end of the season. Does the rest equal rust? That whole conversation. But yeah. I think you still got to pick them right now, well, at least if until get, if you get Ryder in Game One. You know, Freed has not had a great season. No, he's, and he's coming off an injury for game two. He's he's slotted for game two. I mean, you know, he's still – don't get me wrong. He can come yeah. He can come be the Cardinals' number one anytime he wants. That's fine with me. But, <laughs> right. but after those two, who do you got? Charlie Morton's – is he done? I think he's hurt, right? He um, is hurt right now. I don't know. I'd have to look here to see if there's any – Hope for him to to come back or anything like that. I'll pull it up here. Uh, no, nothing, nothing saying he's on the fifteen day, but nothing saying that he's going to be back for any of the playoffs or anything. So who do they throw game three? They got that young kid. I forget his name. He's good, Bryce Elder. But I don't see him as a postseason post game post game. I keep saying post game. I don't see him as like a postseason pitcher that's really gonna mow guys down yeah they've got aj smith shaver who's been good but same thing i mean he's a young guy i don't know i don't know they could just they could just go not bullpen completely but they could throw bryce elder and yank him in after four you know and then just go bullpen from there yeah who knows that'll be interesting they, they have some good middle relief they're 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 and and here's the other thing if they're if they're leading 10-7, that's just fine for them. Yeah. yeah. So it, it really could be down to how well can Philly pitch, especially out of their, you know, with their starters. Because you assume that the variance goes down a little bit when you got one guy going six or six plus as opposed to putting together two or three guys, you know, even if you got a bunch of live arms coming out of the pen like the Braves do. So uh, right. uh, lots of ways it can happen, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait. And then we will cap it off on Saturday night with the team everybody hates, Versus the hosting the team that, you know, probably I would argue is the darling of this postseason. Uh, owing so far, the, yeah. Yeah, owing to the fact that they've never been there, right? And they're young. What do you think? The, this one is going to start at 820 uh, Central Time. Okay. Kershaw is going to lead it off uh, on the mound for the Dodgers. Uh, not sure yet for the D-backs. It's not, I should say it's not announced yet, but like you said, I think it's going to be Merrill Kelly. Yeah. That's going to be a great pitching matchup. Um, <sighs> Did you watch Gallon at all last night? He looked really good. Yes, he looked incredible. And I, I gave up, what he gave <laughs> saw up? some he stuff. The first, and then that was it, right? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I saw something um, <laughs> that was... 
uh, about him looking at the manager. You know, after the Barrios thing, people him getting yanked early and everything. Um, <laughs> there was something about um, him going to the manager and being like, "Don't even think about trying to pull me. I'm staying in this game. <laughs> Don't pull me early." I love it. He's got that. He's got that dog in him that he just wants to be out there. Give me the ball. I'm taking it. Yeah, he went six innings, two earned, four Ks. I mean, phenomenal. It only it, it, it only feels like a knife to the heart every time that guy delivers a pitch as a Cardinal fan. I know. We're going to do uh, maybe after the postseason or maybe on the next episode or something like that, we'll kind of check in and uh, see how all former Cardinals – are doing on their current teams in the postseason and, and kind of check in because there's a number of them oh, yeah. uh, that are in the postseason right now. There's a lot you could field a team and a half probably of former Cardinals. Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, absolutely. Um, yeah, I. I mean, Kershaw, in a weird Kershaw's way, a, I, isn't he a crapshoot? I mean, at his age, and with his history, but not only his age, I would say his postseason history particularly against the Cardinals. But he, for whatever reason, he just, like you said, is a coin flip in the postseason. He's thrown, he's throwing 89 right now. He's, he's, he's a glorified Adam Wainwright with a better resume. You know, now some people would scoff at that and laugh and everything. And I'm like, well, first of all, the postseason record is real. And we've, that's, we have the receipts on that. The, uh, you know, and, and believe me, you'd lose a lot of money betting against Clayton Kershaw over the course of his career, but he's not in his prime by any stretch. He's an old man and he's good. He's, he's great. Actually. I mean, you know, who's more scary than Verlander in game one. I mean, you know, who's, who's what, four or five years older than Kershaw. So see, and that's that's a huge difference when you compare those two. I was just thinking about it. You hear Verlander, and you're like, "Oh man, we're in for a flamethrower today." Kershaw's not a flamethrower anymore, but right, he knows how to pitch. He's got, I mean, for as as old as he is, and uh, how many innings he's thrown over the course of his career, he's got a two four six ERA this year. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> just like he just turns it which in. Is inc- which, yeah, exactly. The only the, – the reason that the Diamondbacks and anybody who would like to see them win, like myself, is encouraged uh, in game one is because of Clayton's postseason history, which has been better in fairness to him over, like, say, the last five years than the, you know, the six or eight years prior to that. But he can still get got. So let's see young Corbin Carroll or one of their other youngsters, Alec Thomas, come up. Yep. Lourdes, Ketel Marte. Yeah. I love They got I, I some love, dudes. I fell in love with Ketel Marte over those two games. I just like the way the Same. guy carries himself. He's just a ball player. I just imagine a guy like that growing up and just playing baseball seven days a week, you know, probably didn't have a whole lot and was just like, 
boy, it'd be great if I could do this as an adult and maybe somebody even pay me for it. And look at him now. He just looks, he's a cool, I just know if he was on my team, I'd love him. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, so it's that's, another that's guy the too. Formula for the Diamondbacks. They, again, they're like all the rest of the road teams, all the rest of the underdogs. They got to win one or two in a five-game series. You can't go down 0-2. I mean, you can. You know, uh, Carmelo. You know, Carmelo always said it best. They ain't done nothing. They did what they're supposed to do. So. If you, you know, you can, you can still say, Hey, we're going home. We got our two at home. We got a shot. But when you're down 0-2, you make one, one mistake in game three and now it's a sweep, right? Right. So you get the split, you put all the pressure on the Dodgers who have won what one in how long have they been dominant? Six, seven, ever since Magic Johnson put his magic touch on the franchise, right? I mean, when they started spending five million you know five hundred million dollars a year on their lineup and all that um you know it can happen uh now if we want to talk about their lineup and we want to talk about i don't know a guy like freddie freeman or a guy like mookie bats or i mean it's ridiculous it's it's a you know it's just it's unfair kind of uh yeah, how good they are. And that's why they have the second or I don't know if they won more games. And I think they, I don't think they did win more games in Baltimore, but, you know, just shy of 100 or 100 games, whatever they won. Uh, they're, they're, they're just they're dominant and they've been dominant. Now they're starting pitching. You know, it's 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 uh, it's indicative a little bit that. Kershaw's their game one starter because they've lost a, a World Series championships team worth of starters. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what's the young kid's name? Uh, Miller, I think. Is it Bobby Miller or whatever? Bobby Miller. He's projected for game two. He's going in game two. Uh, I don't know if they know who's going in game three. Maybe Lance Lynn. Could be Lynn. Pepio. Yeah, it's going to be one of those two, probably. Um, yeah. Or both. And again, five game series, you really only need. I mean, that's where Philly with Wheeler and Nola, who arguably are those the two best? I would say they're the. The one, two. Yeah, I mean, and I would think Gray and uh, Lopez are right behind them. Yeah, they're right up there. I mean, if you want to say Verlander, Monty, no. So Verlander, Monty, and Eovaldi are probably the best three. Well, you got, you're got you mixing up two Texas teams right there. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scherzer's still hurt. He's not pitching. Uh, yeah, uh, he could. They're they're holding out a little bit of hope, but that's not going to happen. I guess Framber and and Verlander uh, are pretty solid. But anyway, the point is everybody's got, for the most part, two studs to lead it off, and that's why these road teams, if they can get one of them, then you come home, and theoretically that higher seeded favored team. 
is going to pitch their number three and four unless they try to come back to their number one on, you know, shorter rest maybe. Uh, you know, you got to feel good about your chances. And so that's the scenario I see for the Diamondbacks. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of doubt it'll happen. I really, I really would not be shocked at all by a Dodgers. I just think the Dodgers, you know, bet. They're so consistent. Well, Betts and Freeman alone, just give me those two guys and get everybody else out of my way. Oh, and let's not forget Max (laughs) Muncy who hits the ball 5,000 feet. I mean, it's just, it's an embarrassment of riches, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Well, and I was going to mention, too, um, let me see. I just wanted to look just to see because I wanted to make sure that there would still be a little impact from a certain guy. I mean, yeah, he might not get as much time as he used to or anything like that, but remember to remembering past uh, postseason and everything, uh, thinking about players that have been there, done that, know how to win and just have that playoff clutch gene. Kind of an unspoken uh, playoff hero for the Dodgers, Chris Taylor. Oh, yeah. He's shown up in the in the postseason before. Probably going to be a bench guy. Yeah, always. Um, but could definitely see him come and pinch hit in some interesting situations if there's an injury or anything like that. So I, I think uh, he's one to watch for sure. I um, – and, you know, we talked about Real Muto. Uh, Will Smith is no slouch. No. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's, I mean, both of those guys were on Team USA for the, the WBC. So Yeah, uh, absolute stud, yeah. absolute stud. Um, and so, again, they go about six or seven hitters strong. But Arizona has got – they might have that little bit of it factor – that's what that's where my head's at. For some reason, the Dodgers in the postseason, not just Kershaw, although he may be like the leader of it. And, you know, Mookie and Freddie are I mean, Mookie's been there, I think, four years now. This is his fourth season, maybe, or third. That's crazy. And Freddie's second. I mean, while they've injected a lot of, I mean, some superstardom, obviously. And they don't have all that stink on them from Dodgers' failures past. Uh, They didn't do anything last year. And, you know, so we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think I got a – oh, sorry, go ahead. You said that game's at 8.30 or something like that our time? Uh, yeah, it starts at yes, eight twenty hour time central. Yep. So you so you want to you want to limit your day drinking so you can enjoy that game. <laughs> uh, but it's it's going to be a heck of a Saturday, packed full of good baseball. And the other thing is, you just know something oh, yeah. crazy is going to happen. You just know it. That play that Longoria made. I mean, talk about unlucky. He just, oh yeah. He just. I mean, it's not like he's jumping out of the gym, right? Did you, did you see him without his hat on? Oh my gosh! 
care how much money you got. I don't care how good of a ball player you are. That dude has not, that head has not seen a hair in I don't know how long. And, but God bless him. He can, he, he, he did the job. And, and he can ball. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for plays like that. I'm looking for, you know, just craziness. You know, uh, yeah. outfielders overthrowing the cutoff man, just sailing a ball. Uh, Freilich last night threw a ball that almost yes. hit the roof. Uh, oh, the my Lord. What were you trying to throw out Corbin Carroll, one of the fastest guys in the league? What are you thinking? And so then what's his name? Just get it to second. Take second. I'm like, okay, not a good play, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's not how we do it. But yeah, so it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, what are your other thoughts on these division series coming up? Well, I was going to ask you. I don't know. Did you make a prediction on this one? What you? What do you think for this? I mean, D backs Dodgers. What do you got? I got to take the Dodgers. Really? Probably okay. In, probably in. I'll 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 say a Dodgers sweep. Man. All right, I'm gonna. I gotta differ from you a little bit. I'm, I'm riding the snakes bandwagon right now. Like you said, they've got the it factor. They've got the speed. I'm gonna go a combination of that it factor kind of thing, combined with. You know the other guy I like on that team. Yeah, Herdomo. Yes, love that. He's been fantastic. And Christian Walker, both of them. Christian Walker, unfortunately, if my prediction is close to accurate, I could see him him having like a one for 14 in three games. Yeah, you could see that too, for sure. I I feel like he's a little bit streaky. I think he's definitely a star. You know, I think he's definitely part of a nucleus that they're going to build on with Carol and Thomas Perdomo and Moreno, you know, that for years to come. Uh, but, but, but who knows? Maybe he, maybe he decides to, you know, do his best Bryce Harper and hits four homers in, in four games or something. And Arizona, right. Arizona sends the Dodgers home from uh, the desert. How much fun would that be? <laughs> Quite. Well, that's uh, I, I'm thinking a combo of you know their it factor with the potential that the Dodgers have not deep enough pitching or consistent enough pitching yeah. um, to get it done, and I think it's really going to come down to that pitching. Yeah. And if Kershaw lays an egg in Game One, ooh, pressure is on, especially on some young guys to bring it back. So um, I like. I like the the D-backs in this one, keeping the pressure on with their speed and small ball approach. Uh, if for nothing else, even if they do lose, it's going to be a fun series and exciting. That's for sure. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. I I mean I don't see a I don't see a clunker in the in the bunch. I like them no. all. I mean, uh, I could see either of the American League teams. Going, I could see either the Rangers or the Twins uh, just kind of falling apart uh, based on you know the differentials uh, in well, not in the Twins' case, 
I think the Astros only won one or two games more than them. But with the Astros, it's the experience. And then the the in the Rangers, Orioles, it's the differential in terms of, you know, performance on the field this year over the course of the season. Uh, and so I guess either – but both of those teams, you know, both Minnesota and Texas had good offenses, uh, you know, uh, more so of late for the Twins than maybe the whole year, but but definitely hot at the right time with the young stud coming through. And like you said, with Correa going home or going back to, you know, where it all started. Uh, and in the American League or in the National League, I just think the big boys hold serve. It's just, it's just what I expect. I could see that for yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's – I mean, they've been the class of the league the whole year. But you know what? If the Phillies and the Diamondbacks are meeting in 10 days or 12 days for the National League pennant, we'll not be surprised. That's what's so great about it. Yeah. Either way, some good baseball to be had for sure. I bet. What do you think? We'll check in maybe in the middle of this uh, upcoming series uh, since they're kind of spacing it out a little bit. You want to do something like that sometime next week? Yeah, I think what we want to do is maybe, uh, you know, let each series get through game three. So that'll be, yeah. I think they start to stagger a little. Does the National League have Sunday off already? Something's going funky in the National League. I feel like there's a a team, there's a series that's off on Sunday. I could be wrong. Yeah, so on Sunday, yeah, it's just the AL and then NL on Monday. Okay. So so that means Wednesday the NL will play their final two games, I guess, for games three. Or maybe they'll play Monday, Tuesday. So maybe we can get together Wednesday because uh, maybe all four series will be off on Wednesday, or maybe the American League. There may not be a day where all four series. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday they have you know TBD of course, but the, all four of them are listed on Wednesday. Okay, so I got, I got you. So uh, yeah, so I guess National League's off Sunday, American League's off Monday. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Well, we well so Tuesday will be game three for both series, and uh, maybe if uh, if things work out, we will uh, uh, we probably won't be able to get together late Tuesday, but maybe Wednesday, even if it's during the uh, one of the AL games or or one. Well, actually, you know, if it goes the way it went this time, all four series will be over, right? So. Uh, I don't think we're <laughs> going to get that again in the next round, but it's a possibility, no. right? Anyway, it was fun. And I enjoyed every second of it. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll check in in a few days and uh, see where we're at with all, all the series there, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy the baseball. Absolutely. Sounds good. We'll have a good one. All right, talk to you later.